if somebody who knew that you were a Christian asked you one day, how does the fact that God loves you result in you loving me or others? Let me repeat the context. If somebody who knew you as a believer, as a Christian, asked you one day, how does the fact that God loves you result in you loving me, what would you say? How would you explain that? The way that, is it, it, that, the way that question is answered is by the new birth. I am a new person. I am a born again person. For them it will sound crazy, but that's how we explain it. Now, what is the new birth? The new birth is the Holy Spirit connecting our dead hearts with God's living heart so that God's life and love become our life and love. And that's how we are able to do that. Now, this is very visible or palpable or obvious in the text we are going to read for tonight, which I just realized I don't have a slide for, but it's fine. It's only five verses. I can read them from the Bible. But John presents us the reality of this in two very obvious points. Those points are, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them to you at the beginning so that you know what to expect and where we're going. So the, the first point is God's nature is love and when we are born again by him, we share that nature. And point number two, the manifestation of that nature in history, in the world, was by sending his son, Jesus, to us. Okay? Those are the two points. And when we're done with those two points, we'll be done with the sermon. Now, number one, God's nature as love. Beloved, let us love... Oh, just so you know, if, if you're wondering where you are, because I don't have the actual whole text, it's 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 12. Point number one, God's nature is love. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because, because God is love. Notice the two things that he's saying. Verse 7, love is from God, up in the corner. Love is from God. And down at the end of the passage, verse 8, God is love. It might look like a contradiction. It is not, it is not a contradiction. What he's trying to say is, love is from God, and he doesn't mean... So let me, let me put it this way. What John is trying to do is, he says, real love, like in the video is from God. But when he says it's from God, he doesn't mean like a mailman bringing letters to you and you say, my letters are from the mailman. What he's trying to say is 
Love is from God the way heat is from fire or light is from the sun. Love belongs to God's nature. It's woven into who God is. It's part of what it means to be God. The sun gives light because it is light. The fire produces heat because it's hot. In the same way, God loves because his nature is love. So John's point is that through the new birth, this aspect aspect of God's nature is imparted to us through the new birth, through the Holy Spirit. The new birth is the imparting of divine life and love to people. Look at verse 12. No one has ever seen God if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. When we are born again, what we receive, what we get is God. God is imparted to us. That's what it says, right? God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. God comes and lives and makes home in us. We become God's shelter and through us, by having the indwelling spirit, people see God. That's how the connection is made. No one has ever seen God, but everybody has seen Christians, even if just one. And also notice the phrase, his love. Not just love in general, but he says, his love. The love that you have as a born-again person, it's not just mere imitation, as we said a few weeks ago. We imitate Christ when we live the Christian life. So the love of God is not just a mere imitation. It is an experience of the divine love. You know, there's a lot of talk about love And whenever we say this word so many times in a sermon, people have the difficulty of paying attention because, well, it's love. Everybody knows about love. But do not make that that mistake. We're talking about who God is. You don't get more important than this. Point number two the manifestation of God's love in sending his son. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his son, his only son, into the world so that we might live through him. In this this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of for our sins. Beloved koinonia, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 
So in John's mind, he repeats it two times in this passage. In John's mind, the way God manifests his love towards us is by sending Jesus. He says this in verse um, 9 and in verse 10. Now, the aim of sending Jesus was to be a propitiation. Big word, what does that mean? Propitiation means that he came, Jesus came to bear the burden of our sins and die in our place. He's the one who removes God's wrath instead of us receiving the penalty for our sins. So if you think about it, just, just so you don't forget what we're talking about, we're talking about God's manifesting his love in the world. So if you think about it, it is God's love that sent his son it, to bear God's penalty and to take away God's wrath. We are here because of God, not because of ourselves. It's made so clear in this verse. God, in order to have us with him in eternity, did all the work, all of it. He paid the price. He gave his son. He humbled himself under the cross and made us his. And more than that, he indwells us so that God is seen in the world through us. How does, how does Jesus manifest all this? What does he do? Jesus did one thing, the greatest thing in the world. He died for us. In John, 1 John 3.16, I don't have a slide for it. In 1 John 3.16, John says, By this we know love that he laid down his life. When you look at Jesus' death, the one thing that should pop up into your mind is love. And when you see Jesus in the tomb on Easter Sunday, the one thing that you should think about is, he loved me. So the Son of God, <laughs> so the Son of God became propitiation by dying. John says that this is the manifestation of God's nature. This is the way God is. Whatever you want, um, the, no matter how you want to understand God, this is the way he portrays himself. God is love. And he showed that love by dying. And this is the way God loves. Verse 10 in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. This is another characteristic of that love. What John is trying to emphasize is that the nature and the origin of love do not depend or lie in our response to God's love. Maybe you don't feel loved by God. Maybe you wake up one morning not feeling a Christian at all, literally. That, that, that does not affect God's love for you. 
God's love for you does not depend on your response to his love. Love is and love starts with God. Anything you feel right now and anything you do through the Spirit, it's because you are connected with God and you understood through the Spirit and the word God's love for you. So, we have seen two things. We have seen that God's nature is love so that when we are born again, we receive that nature as born again people. And second, we have seen that the manifestation of that love in history is the coming of Christ. One more thing and we are done. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought, we also ought to love one another. How are we to understand that word there? I don't think this works, but that word ought to. We also ought to love one another. It's a must, right? You, you're, he's putting you on the spot. You ought to love if you love God. If you know God and you don't love people, you don't know God. How do we understand that word ought to? Fish in the water ought to swim. Birds in the air ought to fly. Creatures, all kinds, ought to breathe in order to leave, to live, right? Peaches in an orchard ought to be sweet and juicy. Lemons ought to be sour. born-again people ought to love. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? It's in your nature, if you're a born-again person, to love. You don't wake up and say, okay, at 10, I'm starting to love. It, it's a fruit. It comes without pushing. The way fish swim, the way birds fly, the way the fire burns if you put your hand in it. In the same way, a Christian ought to love because it's in your nature. So I return. I'm, I'm done. I return to what I said at the beginning. How does the fact that God loves you result in you loving me? The answer is the new birth creates the connection between God's love and our love. 
The new birth is the act of the Holy Spirit connecting our dead souls and bodies to God's living and loving heart. And in that, or through that, His life and love become our life and love for others. On Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock, we're going to talk about at least two examples of how that will look like in your practical life. Even though we talked about Cain a few weeks ago, we're still going to talk about Cain. And we're going to talk about how the Christian love is something that you sacrifice on the one hand and something that you do with your hands on the other hand. A lot of hands there. (laughs) So we warm-heartedly invite you to the Bible study on Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock. Sorry, 7 o'clock. Joseph, thank you so much. 7 o'clock. Okay, 7 o'clock. We're going to talk about how this looks like in real life. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you that you loved me and you love me. And Lord, I want to thank you that you love these people and you were ready out of that love to go and die for us. I'm, I'm afraid that sometimes we take that for granted or we simply forget for some reason that the Son of God died for us. So Lord, I pray on the one hand to not forget that and live that out. But on the other, ha- or on the other hand, I pray that you would empower us through your Spirit to love people the way you loved us. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand for the benediction. This right here, this right here is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. And exactly what I said in the sermon, it all comes from God and He did all the job so that we will be saved and in eternity with Him. This says exactly the same thing. This is Hebrews 13, verse 20. May the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm not sure how it works with the food now. It's going to be in the other room. Apparently the floor is done. Thank you, Lord. So uh, we welcome you into the other room.